This class is L'schus in merit of Rav Chaim Levi ben Chana Priva. This class is solely intended to educate consumers. It does not in any way replace a personal Rav. Any questions regarding your Kashra standards should be discussed with your personal Rav. This class will be covering a Matzah Buyer's Guide how to know to tell the difference between st- different standards of matzahs that are being sold out there. We know people have a general idea, obviously, that as Chabad Chassidim we do not eat machine matzah at all, and we will not be discussing that because that's obvious. We don't even use it for kids. We do not use machine matzahs whatsoever. We only use Shmura matzah. In Halacha, there's a discussion what Shmura means exactly. Shmura means watched. The question is, from what stage does the wheat have to be watched? And there's one opinion, which is the strictest opinion that holds. It needs to be watched from the time of its harvest. From when it's harvested and on, it needs to be watched to make sure it doesn't come in contact with water. There's another opinion that only it only needs to be watched from the time that the wheat was ground into flour. And there's a third opinion that it only needs to be watched from the time that the water hits the flour and you start kneading the dough into matzah. Practically speaking, we follow the first opinion that it needs to be shmura watched from harvest. In Hebrew that's called shmura mishas ketzira, and that ready from when the wheat is fully grown and fully developed, it is already watched to make sure that it's cut in a time when there wasn't rain lately so that the wheat is not damp. And then from then on it's watched. And I would say that the most, biggest majority as far as I know, probably all matzah bakeries that are selling shmura matzahs are usually are watched from mishas ketzira, from the time of harvest. Uh, most boxes as well will say that on it, and it's usually the standard. The next uh, important thing which is important for a matzah not to become chametz, is that it's supposed to be done within 18 minutes from when the flour and water come in contact. According to halacha, there are about 18 minutes uh, until the dough turns into chametz. So therefore, if someone wants to make a matzah that does not turn into chametz, they want to make sure that it is fully baked before 18 minutes have passed. However, in truth, these 18 minutes only begin once a person is not dealing with the dough or handling the dough. So if the flour and water were just mixed and no one touched it, that's when the 18 minutes would start counting. However, the moment a person starts to knead, the 18 minutes really halakhically are paused and are on a timer. And as long as the matzah is being touched or handled or moved, really the 18 minutes do not start counting Halachically. However, for all for many generations already, the Jews have taken upon themselves that they start counting the 18 minutes r- almost right away, or basically right away, and that they make sure the matzah is baked before the 18 minutes are over. Even though throughout the time that the matzah is being made, it is being handled, and in theory, the 18 minutes are not really passing, we still make sure to do it within a time frame of 18 minutes. Now, practically speaking, an average matzah bakery from beginning 
two ends from when the dough is, they make the dough, they mix the flour and water and knead the dough until the matzah comes out of the oven fully baked, could take about six to eight minutes. So any matzah that you're getting in a box was for sure baked within 18 minutes. So when a box advertises and says, Afuya b'seich yudches dakes, if it says the matzah was baked within 18 minutes, that's not a big deal, that any normal matzah bakery can do that. So what, what do we have to make sure regarding the 18 minutes? We have to be careful that the tables and the pins and everything that dealt with matzah dough is cleaned every 18 minutes. Because even when the first, the moment the first batch touches the table, some dough, obviously some particles of dough stick on, stick on the table, and those particles stay there on the table, and the matzah goes on and goes into the oven, and the next batch comes out and starts being made, and it could be even a third batch is, is already made within those same 18 minutes, but that dough that's sitting on the table, the moment the clock hits 18 minutes, it's now chametz. So... Uh, basically it's chametz and any matzah which is made now will come in contact with this chametz so therefore that's really where 18 minutes are taken seriously uh, taken into account is that every 18 minutes all equipment all the hands of the workers everything needs to be uh, washed st- uh, switched around everything needs to be st- f- a fresh start for the next batches of matzahs that will be done in the next 18 minutes so that's really where it comes in and there is even within this, there's a there's two opinions on how to go about. There's something called eighteen minutes from Lisha Yutches Dakois Mehalisha, and there's Yutches Dakois Mehashulchan. Eighteen minutes that started being counted from when the flour and water touched and started being kneaded together, or do we count start counting the eighteen minutes from when the first dough touches the table. And the practical difference between these two is that since we spoke earlier that when the dough is being handled and especially when it's being kneaded, the 18 minutes don't really count, don't start yet. So some bakeries, or many bakeries really, will, won't start counting the 18 minutes until the dough reaches the table where it's, where it's being worked on. Now once the dough reaches the table, there's possibility now that some dough stuck to the table, and then this dough that's sticking to the table, no one's going to be handling it or touching it, it stays stuck to the table, and now it has a possibility to become chametz. So they say that there's the concern of something becoming chametz is only once the dough comes to the table, and they start counting the 18 minutes only from when the dough um, comes to the table, so in such and they therefore they get the, they gain a few minutes, a few extra minutes, and uh, their timer goes off. Only they mean they only start their timer once the dough comes to the table, so their timer will go off 18 minutes later from that. The other some other bakeries will make batches that are 18 minutes from kneading from lisha, but this is an exception. Uh, usually. Bakeries won't do 18 minutes from kneading. They're going to start 18 minutes from when the dough comes to the table. But special batches done by bakeries will have it, or certain bakeries that are, take on very, very high hummus. But even 
bakeries with good ashgachas, very reputable ashgachas, the 18 minutes will not begin by kneading, but rather when the dough comes to the table. So therefore, if someone wants to take on this chumrah, or this hidr of having 18 minutes from the beginning of kneading, they need to make sure that their, that their bakery is keeping to that, because again, most bakeries, even with very, very good ashgachas, don't start counting the 18 minutes from kneading. It's only it's an exception. Very few ashgachas do keep to that. And within some ashgachas, they'll have a special batch. Obviously, those matzahs will cost more, because you can do less within that time. And uh, that's, uh, that's that regarding 18 minutes. So in Hebrew, the difference will be, if it says, if it says it was cooked with, baked within 18 minutes, that's all matzahs are baked within the 18 minutes. So that's not, that doesn't mean anything. If it says that the chaydakas mishas lisha, that 18 minutes start counting at kneading, that's the highest level. And then if it says chaydakas mehashulchan, or just chayragayim, or chaydakas, it says just says 18 minutes, but doesn't specify, then you could assume it's 18 minutes from the table and not from the kneading. As well, as if it just, obviously if it says clearly that it's 18 minutes from the table, you know. But if, even if it just says 18 minutes matzahs, that means it's 18 minutes from the table, not from kneading, because if it's done from kneading, it's going to specify it, and it's going to be a special type of matzah. The next aspect which is important is that the matzahs that are made should be done lishma for the sake of the mitzvah. The halacha is that for the matzahs that we eat at the seder, besides for being that they should be shmura matzahs, that they were watched from t- coming in contact with chametz, they're also supposed to be done for the sake of the mitzvah. And therefore, when there is kneading and when they're rolling and uh, shaping the matzahs, all that's supposed to be done lishma. And when you do the mitzvah on the seder night, it's supposed to be done with matzahs that were made l'shem the mitzvah for the sake of the mitzvah. The issue is that many bakeries will use non-frum people, people that are not frum, and some of them it could be even questionable if they're Jewish, and they use them to roll the matzahs. Now since they're supposed to be doing this l'shma for the sake of the mitzvah, some halachic authorities don't feel comfortable with a non-frum person which doesn't value the mitzvahs and doesn't keep the mitzvahs, to be doing something for the sake of the mitzvah, because they probably don't really have the value of mitzvahs, if they're not keeping mitzvahs. So what does it mean that they're doing this for the sake of holiness of a mitzvah? And therefore, some people don't feel comfortable when someone not from is doing something lishma, especially when it could be sometimes doubtful about their Jewishness. Now, the hashgachas that do give hashgacha on matzah that was made by non-from people, they rely on the fact that there's a, at the, every table before someone before the rollers get the piece of dough to roll out thin, there's a frum person that cuts a small piece off a big roll. He flattens it a little bit. He makes it a little flat with his hand, and then he passes it to the person to roll and thinner. So they consider that when this frum person cuts off the piece and flattens it a little bit with his hands, that's already the beginning of the flattening out process. And that's enough, and if he's from, which in all bakeries, that person for sure will be from, if he does that for the sake of the mitzvah lishma, he already participated in that aspect, in the flattening aspect, and even though a non-from person afterwards comes and flattens out the matzah further, it, that's fine if they didn't have in mind lishma, because the, the person that gave them the piece and flattened it a little bit, 
did have the intention Lishma. However, other bakeries and other Ashgachas are not comfortable with that, and therefore they only hire Yir Shemaim from Erlecha people that have Yir Shemaim, and only such people are the ones that roll the matzahs and are involved in making the matzahs. That is definitely definitely the preferable matzah a person should be eating, for sure. For the Sadarim, when you're doing the mitzvah, you want to make sure you're doing it with the, someone that made it, that did the matzah in the most preferable way, Lishma. So therefore a person should try getting matzahs that advertise that they were made by Yerushimayim and people that are from in Yerushimayim and uh, trust Ashgacha that the f- people that are doing this are from and doing it with the proper Lishma intentions. The next thing which uh, is, uh, is some hold as a Chumrah, some hold as a Kula, depending on how you look at it, is what machinery is being used. The tables and the rolling pins there's two types of methods out there. There's one method which is using wooden rolling pins and wooden tables, and they cover the tables with a type of paper, and again, every 18 minutes the paper is changed, and the wooden pins are, the, the rolling, wooden rolling pins are basically sand down and, and cleaned after 18 minutes. That's one way of doing it. And the other way of doing it is that they have stainless steel tables and stainless steel rolling pins. The advantage of using stainless steel is that stainless steel does not have any pores, it doesn't have any cuts, and it's very easy to wipe down and clean. You just wipe down the table, wipe down the rolling pins, and you're ready to start. You're 100% sure that things are fully clean. When it comes to wood, wood has cracks, wood has crevices, and the wood isn't easy to just wipe down. When dough sticks to wood, you can't just wipe it off. You have to sand it off. And now, when it comes to the wooden uh, to the wooden rolling pins, the rolling pins you got to have many of them, and they, there's a pressure to sand them quickly. And not always are they sand down properly. I myself have been in bakeries, and I saw how things were sand sanded down, and many rolling pins were not 100% clean. And then they come back and they're being used again with dough that's stuck on there for the past 18 minutes and they could be problematic. So using wooden rolling pins has that disadvantage that it can't be cleaned properly and using wooden tables. Obviously no one uses the actual table because that would be impossible to clean. But covering it with wood also, I mean covering with paper, not always does the paper cover everything. So there's the advantage of using stainless steel that it's easy to clean, easy to wipe down. You're 100% sure that everything's clean. Disadvantage that some don't are not are not happy with is that when it comes to stainless steel, there's a, a quicker possibility for it to get warm. When the room, if the room is is warm, the table will, will become warmer quickly, and with friction, metal becomes uh, hotter quickly as well with friction when you're rolling the matzah back and forth, and therefore because of that, since at all points the matzah is supposed to be room temperature, it cannot get hot because any type of heat changes right away, and can make it chametz right away. So therefore, they some avoid using stainless steel altogether because they don't want in any way to alter with the temperature of the matzah, which is supposed to stay at room temperature at all times. And therefore, some will consider it a hider to only use wood. And really, it is a hider to only use wood if you make sure that it's being cleaned 100% and that you're being extra meticulous on how it's cleaned and making sure, checking that every single pin is coming out 100% clean, that is, it is more meticulous to use wood. Nevertheless, if it's not being done extra carefully, 
it's obviously better to use metal. Rabbi Ashkenazi Olav Hashem was instructed by the Rebbe that the Matzah Bekri in Kfar Chabad should be of stainless steel, stainless steel pins, and stainless steel tables, and that's how it is done till today. There are some that started using mechanical rolling pins, and it's a type of machine that you put the dough, and with a hand you roll a little, uh, you roll with your hand up, up and down, and the machine really flattens out the matzah with the motion of the person's hand movement, but really it's being done by two rolling, two metal rolling pins in a mechanical way. Some rabbanim, including some labavitcher rabbanim, hold that this is still considered handmade, and there's no issue with it, and some labavitcher rabbanim even give heksher to such a matzah, which is made with mechanical rolling pins. However, many rabbanim, or most other rabbanim, hold that it's considered already type of machine interference, and this is considered a type of machine matzah, and it should be avoided. Therefore, a person should should look into uh, if a matzah, if rolling, uh, if the mechanical rolling pin was used to roll the matzah, because it is definitely problematic, uh, according to most opinions, and it could be borderline uh, some sort of machine type of matzah, and that should therefore not be used. There are other bakeries, some bakeries that use conveyor belts, oven. It's an oven that's, they put the matzah when it's raw, and then it slowly moves, and as it passes through the oven, it gets baked, and then when it comes out, it comes out fully baked. Many have an issue with that, because it doesn't bake on the spot as it does in the brick ovens. It takes a little bit of time until that's done, and who knows if it's being done properly, and many consider that similar to the machine matzahs as well, which have a similar type of conveyor belt, and they do not feel comfortable with this type of oven. Now some bakeries do use this type of oven, so a person needs to look into the with the Ashgacha if the conveyor belt ovens are being used or not. There are those which advertise that they use Arizona wheat and this Chumrah it's a type of Hidur that people came up with not so long ago and they believe that the wheat in Arizona since it barely rains over there it's extremely dry, and there's no possibility of dampness and wetness, which could ultimately lead to chametz, and they consider it a very mehodotika wheat to use because it's so dry, and many will advertise that as a hidr. However, there are those that came out against using Arizona wheat since, because of the, the type of weather that's in Arizona, that there isn't so much rain, the, the ground is much higher in sodium, it's concentrated in sodium, as well as the water that they use to irrigate the field is also much higher concentrated in, in sodium and it ends up affecting the wheat. The wheat is much higher in sodium content to a point that they say it's t- a person is able to detect the saltiness within the wheat. And if someone could detect that saltiness within the wheat, they say it's halakhically a problem because in halakha it says if someone adds any any amount of salt to matzah right away, it basically could become chametz because it alters everything. And based on that, some say one should never use matzahs that are from Arizona wheat, because it could, alt- the sodium could alter the leavening, and it could technically be chametz right away. And therefore, since even though there is a hidr, there's also a possible chisar and a possible disadvantage of using Arizona wheat. Therefore, a person um, should ask their rav how to go about if Arizona wheat is an advantage or, or a disadvantage. There are some matzahs which will be called tanur rishon, which means the first oven. This refers to 
matzah that was baked in an oven that had just been kashered. The way the matzah oven is kashered pretty simply just by uh, when the fire is really is lit and is put to the highest f- possible flame, then usually that's called uh, kashering because it gets to a high enough temperature that it burns everything in there. The, the, why do some people want this is because just in case there was a matzah that went in the oven and that was chametzdik and the oven became chametzdik, if you get the matzah that was baked right after the oven was kashered or right after the oven was put to the highest temperature, then you're sure that this matzah was baked in a Pesachdika oven that has no issue. An average matzah bakery, for sure, usually in the first thing in the morning, they add lots of fire to the wood, and they make sure that the, the oven reaches extremely high temperatures, and the oven self-kashers then, so the first batch of the day is usually called tanarishan, and some bakeries do that two or three times a day. They add fire to the oven and bring it to extremely high temperatures, and they can sometimes produce a few times a day, the, the hidder of tanorishin, of having matzah that was baked in an oven that had just been kashered with high temperatures, and that there was no worry that it possibly came in contact with equipment that had chametz. There is also an idea of rashi matzahs and rasham matzahs, rasham. The difference between that is, rashi is actually an abbreviation, nothing to do with rashi, um, the rishin, rather it just has to, it's an abbreviation for rechaim shel yad, which means it was the, the the wheat was ground by hand, and then there is rasham is rechaim shal mechona, which means it was the wheat was ground with a machine. The idea behind this is that some place can hold that the wheat should also be ground lishma for the sake of the mitzvah, and therefore a Jew needs to grind the, the wheat with by hands and have in mind lishma. However, others hold that the wheat doesn't have to be ground lishma; could be ground even by a non-Jew. And practically, we follow the Alter Rebbe, and the Alter Rebbe holds that the wheat can be ground by anyone, and therefore, for us Lubavitchers, there's no advantage of buying Rashi matzos, matzos that were ground with a hand grinder. We can buy Rasham matzos, which are ground with a electric machine grinder, and there's no issue with that. There are also some side chumras, which each bakery will have. Some bakeries will only wipe down their equipment with disposable paper napkins, and they won't use towels, because towels, chametz could stick to it, dough can stick to it and become chametz, and even if you wash it, it could still be there, so they only use disposable napkins, that's an extra hidder that some bakeries use, some bakeries consider it a hidder to use a wood, fire, oven that's heated with firewood instead of gas, other bakeries will make sure there's proper ventilation and air conditioning, in the room where the dough is being handled from matzah so that the heat coming from the oven doesn't pour into that room and doesn't make it too hot, because if the room gets too hot, it could be an issue with the dough. These are additional chumras that bakeries use. This is just some information to educate the consumer, and I got you have some appreciation as to what goes on, goes into making matzahs and the possible hidurim, and what to ask, and know, who to, uh, know, know what to ask the ashgacha, know what to ask a bakery, before you buy, so that you make an educated decision to buy the most Mahudu de Kamatis, obviously with the direction of your Rav. Have a Kasher and Friedrich and Pesach.